I am thrilled with today's guest. You know Craig Melvin. Um, he is the news anchor of today and the co-host of the third hour of today. He's here to talk about a lot of things today, but one of the things, we're going to start with it because it's so important. You got a thing in a couple of weeks coming up. It's the Collectoral Cancer Alliance. Uh, it's basically a concert. You got like Hootie and the Blowfish guys. It's a pro-am golf tournament, and it's in memory of your brother who you lost a few years ago. Tell us about it because it's really important. I want to start with it. Donnie, thank you. Thanks for starting with it, by the way. Um, no, you know, it's so several years ago, my, my older brother, uh, he was a Baptist minister, father of two. Uh, didn't drink, didn't smoke, played football in college, um, and he started to have some some stomach pains, and he sort of just dismissed it as, you know, first he goes, ah, stress, maybe an ulcer, and goes to the doctor. The doctor basically tells him, that's yeah, it's probably stress induced, but let's let's add some fiber to your diet. That may help. Adds fiber to his diet. So he, they didn't. He didn't do a colonoscopy at that point. No, no, because Donnie, right. and you know, the guidance now is. I know it's forty-five. It was fifty. Yeah. And now it's forty-five. It was fifty. Yeah, right. Then it went down to forty-five. At this point, he's thirty-nine. At this point, thirty, thirty-eight, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, and we didn't know of a family history. So, long story short, after several visits to the doctor, he starts to lose about 15, 20 pounds. He goes. Doctor finally says. Um, you know what, let's just, just to rule it out, I'm going to do a CT scan of the abdomen. And lo and behold, they discover a, a tumor that's about the size of a tangerine at that point. Um, stage four, inoperable. Um, we get him uh, to, to the best doctor, I think, in America. A guy named Scott Kopetz, who's at MD Anderson. And um, Dr. Kopetz was very honest from the beginning about the prognosis and uh, our options and and uh, we 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 fought we fought for about two and a half years. He was diagnosed at thirty nine. He died at forty three. And as he was going through it, um, we became very active in that space in the colorectal cancer um, research space, advocacy space. Um, and I told him uh, toward the end that that I would uh, spend uh, the rest of my days uh, on his behalf, raising awareness, raising money. Uh, and talking about a colorectal cancer, because the reality is, Donnie Deutsch, breast cancer, we talk about it. We talk about breast cancer because our mothers and our sisters and our wives. Sure, and, of course. Uh, and they've done a great, they've done a great marketing job. I don't mean to no, sound callous you're about it, me but they, it. I was going to say, they, it. yeah, yeah. Were you watching yeah. football on Sunday? They're wearing pink cleats. Yeah. You know, the that's coaches it, are wearing it. pink yeah. shirts. It's, it's it was it was genius. They they figured it out years ago. And so as a result, we have seen the needle move when it comes to breast cancer research and survival rates. And, and, and no one wants to talk about their colons or their rectums or blood in their mm -hmm. stool or colonoscopies. Yeah. or And it's, it's the third biggest cancer killer. Yes. And, it, yeah. And, yeah. and the reality it's is, Donnie, it's, it's preventable. If you go yeah. and you get a colonoscopy and you know the doctor's in there and he sees a polyp or two, they zap it right there. You're done. I'll tell you. I'll tell you my story. My grandmother died of colon cancer at, at 66, so I was high risk. So when I was 50, at the time it was, I went, and I had two polyps. The doctor took out, and he said to me, "In the book of life, you were supposed to die at 55." It was wow. another time. Oh. You know, it was like that was very chilling to me. That like it was like that was it. I was I was on a death sentence had I not been you know on top of it, and I let a few years go by. So yeah, this is the one thing that everybody. 
He's got to be on top of. There's yes. no reason not to because this is preventable. And even know? if you're, you know, some people are, they have an aversion to the colonoscopy, which I think is silly because I got to be honest with you, when I win it. It's a non-event. It's, it's a great buzz, by the way. Baby, that 30-second buzz. <laughs> the baby <laughs> threw it again. But I said to the doctor when I came to, they gave me the propofol. And he's like, Mr. Melvin, yeah. you know, count down from 10. I'm like, okay, sure, I'll count down. I get to six or seven. I'm out like a light. I wake up. Hey, I'm refreshed. You, I'm re you got the apple juice yes. and the crackers they gave her. <laughs> yes. And so, and even if you're if you've got an aversion to the try Cola Guard. You know, I mean, they you, yeah. they have kits now where you can just. But you've got to. And and my brother, God, God bless his soul. You know, toward the end, that was one of his regrets. I mean, he just yeah. He didn't. He didn't but they could. They but he, he, there was no reason for him at 37 or 38 or 39 to go at that point. I mean, no. so it's not like he missed an opportunity and he was asleep at the wheel. I mean, that was just, that was a fluke. Yes. The, yes. The, 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 yes. Until he started losing weight. And, and when he, right. he when he started losing weight, um, he, he waited for a while and you know, it, it was, it, it's, it's hard when you are, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to lose a sibling. It's hard to lose anybody you care about, but when you're, when you lose someone and, and then they start to talk a little openly about some of the regrets that they have about not going to the doctor. And, and that's sure. why he really wanted me to, to, to use the platform of the today show and to podcast like the, he wanted me to use my voice. And so here's the thing. He never played a damn day of golf in his life. Um, <laughs> And I was, Ironic. I was, um, a Darius Rucker's a, a friend, not to, you know, whatever. And, uh, I do his charity golf event every year. A couple of years ago, Darius is like, well, you know, why don't you start a charity golf tournament and me and the guys will come up, we'll do a concert. And he's like, I guarantee you raise a bunch of money. I was like, uh, I'm not sure if that's true, but okay, we'll give it a shot. So last year I, you know, called some friends, came out, played some golf, had a concert. And we raised one point one million dollars in 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 a day for for colorectal cancer. Um, it was the largest single fundraiser that they've had a golf tournament for colorectal cancer research, which which tells you, by the way, all you need to know about how how dire the need is yeah. in that space. Yeah. You should come and play. What are you doing in a couple of months? I, I, you know what? I would. I don't play golf. I'm one of these guys. I missed it. Neither do I. Now, the thought the thought of coming watching Willie Geist play, that that that's a, that's kind of a draw to me. Something tells me he sucks. I'm just, he's a great athlete. I know he was, he was a high school basketball player, but I'm guessing he sucks at golf, and I hope he's listening I, to this. I wouldn't say Willie sucks, but I did. I played with him a few weeks ago. He's Here's what we are. He and I both suffer um, from the same. We're consistently inconsistent. So, what do you shoot? Oh God! If I if I break a hundred, it's a good day, Donnie. Okay, so you're out there hacking around. I'm at, right, yeah. Right. I mean, my best yeah. score I think is probably eighty four. Right. But there's a correlation between how much you play and how good you are. And I yeah. I don't I don't I unfortunately obviously you I, you you work for a little. You got a job that's a little intense, a little uh, work work intense. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's, we're going to talk about that. So if somebody wants to go to the event, it's on September 24th. How do they go about getting tickets? September 24th, September 25th. 24th is the concert. Tickets are still available for the concert. And it really is a hell of a show. I mean, it's, you know, this year, the best thing about the concert is you get Darius up there playing some of his country stuff. And then the, the Hootie and the Blowfish guys join for the 90s hits. You know, Edwin McCain's going to be there doing his 90s hits. You know, Bradford Marsalis shows up. He's a really right. he's a really good golfer, by the way. 
Bradford mm-hmm. does a bunch of his stuff and a bunch of guys from The Voice. Carson, by the way, Carson Daly is an amazing golfer. Uh, I would guess that, yeah. He's a great football. I threw a football with him on the beach once years ago, and I think it was seeing parts. He's got a rocket oh, for yeah. him. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a an natural athlete. athlete. Play, I mean, grew up playing with yeah. Tiger Woods, by the way. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so bottoms, the Bottoms Up Invitational, it's called the Bottoms Up Invitational. Um, and all of the money that's raised goes to the Colorectal Cancer Alliance. So is there a website or a place to go to? Yes. How, to, how does somebody? Or, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give you the the website here in in one second because I want to make sure I get it right. Um, I'm going to pull it up so I I don't uh, get it wrong. It, it, there it is. So it's uh, ccalliance.org. 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 And when you go to that website, uh, ccalliance.org, the bottoms up invitational is uh is oh they got some great pictures there too. You should, you know what, Donna? You should still come on Sunday. Come to the I, concert. I, you know, maybe I will. I want to do that. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that happen. Okay. Spin doctors are there. It's a good show. All right, I'll do that. So before we, before we leave this, I just want to talk a little bit about your brother. How do I've, I've always had this conversation with people that lose loved ones, whether you know, child, child is even a whole other thing. How do you process it? How do you? You're a man of faith, I'm guessing. How do you? Where do you put that? I always wonder. You know. When you go, somebody's at 43 and he sounded like a, sounds like a wonderful man, should not go. So how do you make sense of it? Or you just don't? You just, you just don't. And I, you know, it's, it's a great question. Because um, my therapist and I, we talk about this all the time. There are people, and, I, and you're right, I am a man of faith. Um, and, I've, you know, I've been a Christian most of my life. There are people who believe that everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people. I, yeah. I I think that sometimes bad things just happen. They just happen. There's a great book. There's a great book. A rabbi who lost a child wrote a book when bad things happen to good people because here's a guy who dedicated his entire life to faith and helping other people and he loses his child. How do, how do you make sense of it? It's a great book. So anybody should read it. Bad things just happen. And yeah, it's, you know, it's funny that we're having this conversation now because in church on Sunday, our, our minister, actually our, our associate minister, our minister's on vacation, she uh, lost a child. Um, a child, I think the child is still birth and, and she, she had never shared this story in, in service. We all knew what had happened. And she starts to talk about um, one of the common threads of, of humanity is suffering. Like we all suffer. That's one of the things we all, we, we all share, regardless of race, sex, yes, socioeconomic yes. status, where you're, everyone suffers. And she talked mm-hmm. about the suffering of Jesus and the ultimate suffering, as she referred to it. And, and she talked about how when, when it happened to her, when she lost her child, and when we all lose someone, that instead of trying to you know, make sense out of it, instead of trying, you, 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 do, you do one of two things. You either let it define your life, and you, you, you crawl into a corner, and, 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 and you die a slow death on the inside, or you do what we're trying to do. You try to turn it into some good, and you accept, you accept the fact that every person that we talk to, every we all suffer in, in ways large and small. But you have to acknowledge the suffering. You acknowledge the suffering and, and you deal with it, you grieve, and, and it becomes a part of who you are. But we all deal with it and, and no one's immune from it. And I think one of the things, unfortunately, in our society 
is that we promote, you know, on, especially on social media, we promote the good. Everyone's living yeah. their best life. You're on the beach. You know, your kids are cute. That's, that's the problem with raising kids today. They, that's all they see. They see everybody else's curated yes. life. Yes, they see the it's joy. Just, it's horrible. And the joy yeah, is great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love joy yeah. just as much as the next guy. But it's it's the suffering that I think helps. It, it molds and shapes. It does. And, you know, it's a, um, it, it has helped me uh, to channel. my. The, I've channeled my suffering into this and the talking about it and the helping other people and um, and that's, that's all, that's all we can do. You know, that's it. That's it. Hey, well, I, I, you know, I'll be, I'll be there. And I'm, I'm I, I just, uh, it's amazing what you've done in the dedication that you've made. Let's, let's, let's move to something a little lighter. That's good. Your day, your, your day job, uh, which by the way, the chemistry that you guys have on the third hour, I have to also say something. I spent a lot of years doing segments on the today show. I know. And the nicest group of people, the energy in that place, you walk in, and particularly that, like, people don't get, I, I know Hoda is a friend of mine, I know Savannah, Carson, all you guys, you know, Dylan, the night, and you've said that these are like siblings that you never had before in a certain way, sisters, as far as you never had sisters before, and it is, the energy in there, it's real, it's not put on, it's not like, let's put on a happy face, and the camera doesn't lie, and as somebody who spent a lot of time in that studio, there is something magical in there. It, 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 it Donnie, it is, um, and you, you, you've been in the business long enough to know. Um, it's easy for some places to try and manufacture chemistry, uh, mm -hmm. especially network morning shows. And we've in the past we've had to do it here, um, yeah. but no, right now we all genuinely enjoy each other. Our greatest fear is that one day we're going to get caught having one of our real conversations <laughs> like when the when the if, camera comes if that back happens, on. If that, hap if that happens between Willie and I and Morning Joe, we're fine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> if, if people could hear some of the, some of the stuff that goes down yeah. in the commercial breaks, yeah. um, it, it would, it, it, it's funny because I was just texting with Dylan. She's trying to take her brother on a ski trip and she's asking where we stayed. Before that, I was texting with Roker actually about the golf tournament he's coming out and he's trying to figure out which hotel but we have like this running thread um a text thread again that if anyone ever hacked our phones and yeah. we would all be fired we would all be canceled immediately um but it's a lot of like it's just a lot of nonsense you know i i do think someone asked about this recently about the chemistry i do think part of it comes from all of us, despite our, our age range, and with Roker being the exception, um, Ro Roker's the old fuck, and I say that with great respect. Is. No, and nobody nicer than that man in the world. By the I way, would walk, there's a reason. I would. There's walk a reason he coast. is where he is. There's a reason he is where he Agreed. is. Agreed. One of my favorite human beings. Um, yeah. It's because our children are, are are all of similar age, so a lot of us are are dealing with a lot of the same things. I mean, it's like. Yeah. You know, how do you keep your kid off the screen? Or this kid's got a crush. Or, you know, my daughter said that I need to get back in the gym because I was I was getting a dad bug. <laughs> you know, so like, like like shit like that. And so I think that's I think that's part of it. I think that Savannah, who's who's a, you know, Savannah's sort of our North Star right now, I think she is really gone she's gone above and beyond to cultivate an environment where Everyone has a voice. Everyone has a seat at the table. Yeah. And it's 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 
it's a it's a great time to be at the Today Show. It, re- it really is, and I'm glad you you pointed it out because I've I've done this long enough, and you've done it long enough to know. You know, and it's not always like yes, that. Yes, and you got to work it at it. You and the viewers, and we don't have to work at it. Another a shout out to a really important member of the team who's a dear, dear friend of mine, Jill Martin, who when she's documented this on the air is going fighting and she's gonna obviously win in a big way. Breast cancer, but she's she's a neat person and we just want to give a special shout out to her. Donnie, Jill Martin is I was actually literally just texting with Jill this morning. Right. Uh, so is I so is uh, I. Her husband Eric, they've become friends. And um no, Jill is and this is not to blow blow smoke up your dress here, Donnie. The same thing is true for you. Jill's one of these people. She's got like 16 balls in the air and yeah. and juggles all of them well. And and her success rate is around like 90%. Like when sometimes yeah. Jill's like, I'm like, oh, what are you working on? She'll give me the idea. And I'm like, holy shit, that's genius. Why has yeah. no one thought of that? Yeah, I mean, what people don't necessarily realize is steals and deals was her idea. Yes. Uh, th- these are things that, that it's like she's walking into a producer. It's not like, okay, Jill, here, can you do that? She invented almost a genre of TV with that. You know, everybody copied it now, and, you know, it's it's, it's a franchise. And some people have copied it pretty poorly. I won't call out names, yes. but if you're going to copy <laughs> if you're going to copy the concept, at least use different yeah. words. But, yeah. but, 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 and it's funny because in a meeting several years ago, the former president of our news division, I made some joke in a meeting about, uh, the Today Show occasionally feeling like QVC at times and without missing a beat. He said, Craig, just so we're clear, Jill Martin is probably the third most important member of the news division. Right. <laughs> I was like, really? That's the amazing. third right. most important? Right. And right. I don't even bother asking about the other two. Uh, so, right. But he's like, he's like, Craig, you got to understand, uh, guys like you, you, you cost money. Right, she makes money. Jill Martin, she makes it for us. I was like, yeah, yeah fair point, yeah. fair point. Yeah, you can appreciate yeah. that. So take me through a morning. Take me through your morning getting there and how the sausage gets made because it, it obviously it seems natural and easy and hey, here we are talking, but there's a lot that goes into it that, that people don't realize. So tell me what time you get up in the morning, what time you get there and, and how it gets made. So I'm up at 3.45 um, unless, you know, this probably happens once a month. Um, something happens overnight that requires a live interview um, that I have to prep a little bit earlier for. Uh, but usually I'm up at 345. We're out in Connecticut. It's about an hour drive in. And um, it's changed since the pandemic. We actually used to have a morning in-person meeting. Uh, they've since mm-hmm. scrapped that, thankfully. Uh, and and, yeah. and we, we do it all over email and text. But we go over. There's a rundown that's sent out in the afternoon. Then it changes in the evening. And then you're- so right now, right right now, we're doing this around two, one thirty, two o'clock. You have a, a first draft of a rundown for tomorrow. Yes, in fact, as we're talking, and you brought it up, so I'm going to bring it up. I'm pulling it up on my email. So tomorrow, for instance, um, we're going to start with the fugitive manhunt. Then we're going to go to hurricane, uh, this hurricane watch, and the heat wave. And then we're going to go to the um, auto workers negotiations. Uh, then we'll go to the migrant crisis. Then we'll go to the latest on Hunter Biden. Um and uh, Chuck Todd, and then and then we like to always end the first half hour with something that's a little lighter. We call it a palate cleanser. So tomorrow mm-hmm. morning we're going to end with the U.S. Open before we go to to Roker, who always ends with 
uh, here's what's happening in your neck of the woods, which is our cue right. for the affiliate. Heard that a few times for the right. for the affiliate at seven. So we hit affiliate. the affiliate. Right. Hit the affiliate at seven twenty-five sharp. Then we'll come out of that at seven thirty, and we'll go overseas to that cave rescue that we've been following. We sent Matt mm-hmm. Bradley, one of our foreign correspondents, to Turkey. Hopefully this this guy gets out of the the. Um, hopefully he gets out tonight the cave, and then from that we go. We usually at around seven forty we do a consumer story. So Vicky Wynn's going to do this thing on. Uber and teens do another weather hit. Then we do the morning boost. So that's the rundown as it stands now. I get, I guarantee you. Oh, obviously, yeah, yeah. When you By when, seven o'clock tonight, right. yeah, it won't be. That's not what's going to be on tomorrow. No, yeah, but right. we also have Olivia Rodrigo tomorrow, um, and so it's a little different this summer. We have the concerts because it doesn't require as much of a heavy lift um, because the back the eight thirty half hour is just full. taken care of. Yeah. So, but- no, it's gotta be, t- what's gotta be tough is, you know, the news today is so supercharged with opinion and attitude. And, and we, we are living through times that we haven't lived through before. That is so emotionally charged yet. You guys have got to deliver it, make it compelling, mm-hmm. but stay, stay down the middle of the road and you're a human being. Yep. And that's got to be hard to do because you can't put any of you in there. No. And I, I that, that's that's got to be tough, particularly with what we are living with now. And no matter which side of the coin you're on, that one has got to be really, really rough. It is. It's it's hard. It, it was especially hard for me. Yeah, because you came from MS. Came, you know? I mean, came so, from MS, yeah. especially doing a lot of the George Floyd stuff. And um, it's it is difficult to be objective and dispassionate all the time. But I would because, by the way, sometimes there are not two sides to a story. You be like, they just aren't. Johnny Deutsch, it's like we share a brain. Because I was just, <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. Like it's not, and that. But but you know, a lot of people they think that's what journalism is, and that's actually not what journalism is. True journalism isn't, you know, uh, here's here's an issue. Here's here's the one side to the issue. Here's the other side to the issue. That's not journalism. True journalism, uh, at least as, as I've come to enjoy it and try to practice it. It's being able to look at something with all of your world experiences, all of the things that have shaped it, shaped you and molded you. You take all of that to the table and you, you look at an issue. And you can still do it objectively and dispassionately, but you, you, you tell a story, you share a story, and, and you present the relevant facts. Facts. That's the operative word. Mm-hmm. And what concerns me what worries me, what bothers me, what annoys me, what sometimes infuriates me is we live in a time in which we can't agree on a baseline of facts. You know, if I, I say, Donnie, Donnie, it, it, the, the sky is so blue right now. It's because of this thing. I'm holding up my phone and the 50% of the people get their news from Facebook and social media. And facts are not, you know, I, there was a great line. I forgot who said it that. Was a Churchill that facts are nasty little things, you know what I mean? And then when you have to deal with them, something was a great line. I got it wrong, but no, that's the big. I would say one of the premier problems we have in this country today. And when you present facts to certain factions, they just will say, "Nope, that's not true." I I don't care what you say, and you'll say, "Well, here's the evidence." Nope, it's a lie, fake news. It just it just it's it, and that that's a problem because when we don't have a central nervous system that can deliver the truth, we got a problem here. And the problem. Dolly, also, I, 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 I just, you know, this is the, this is the pessimist to me. I don't see it getting better. Like, I, I don't, no, I don't know too. how we get that pendulum to, to swing back, because there are, I mean, you, to your point, I, I just, and it's not just politics. 
I, I mean, you know, it's not, this isn't like we're not having some sort of coded language conversation about like Trump or Republican. That's not what this is about. I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking about climate change. Sure. I'm, everything. I, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, the, 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 the budget deficit debt problem we have in this country that we don't like to, I'm talking about entitlement reform. I'm, like we, we, as a people, we can't agree on anything. We can't. The we, devil, the, the devil is, is the phone and social media because you can create your own bespoke sure. media universe. You get it the way you want it. So now people get news the same way they choose their entertainment, the same way they choose. And, you know, they don't want to hear it in a way that they don't want to hear it. And that's only going to get more pronounced because the people now have grown up on the phone. You know, we at least started from a place right. that was not as polarized, that was not as siloed. And I, we literally having this discussion on Joe yesterday, and, and I literally, we were just talking about how it's going to get worse. We literally had this discussion yesterday. And by the way, what you did not mention is the algorithms have figured it out. And, yes. and, and the algorithms, once, once they know what, what you like to read, once they know precisely how you like to have your worldview confirmed, they just feed you more of it. They just feed you more of it. And, and so there's, there's just, you know, I, I think to your point, we came up before this and I, not to whatever, I, I've always had genuine um, intellectual curiosity. I mean, there are a lot of, there are a lot of issues where I, I really do see both sides. Sometimes there are four or five mm -hmm. sides. I can see it. Of course. Of course. Most people now, Donnie, they don't turn on a TV or turn on a podcast or pick up a, a magazine or their iPad, whatever. They're not, they're not reading and listening to learn something new. They're not trying to have a journalist take them someplace they haven't been before introduce them to a new person, idea, concept. All they want to do is, is, is have their preconceived notions about everything just confirmed. That's what they want. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I knew yeah. it was right. I knew sure. I was right. I did. Donnie sure. just said, Joe just said, Craig, I knew. And this is, this is what I'll never understand. Every now and then someone will reach out on Twitter or, or, or they'll track down my email or, Every now and then, if someone's bold, they'll see me on the street and they'll say it. They'll say, you know what? I really hate watching that blah, blah, blah. Or I really hate listening to that blah, blah, blah. And two weeks ago, I was listening. And I'm like, if you don't like, if you don't like them, why the hell are you listening to them and watching them every day? Yeah. Why, are you, yeah. why are you hate watching? Like, who does yeah. that? Shaking their fist at the TV. It's just the string. It's the most bizarre thing. A lot of disenfranchised people. Let me ask you, I'm going to put my marketer producer hat on for a second. One of the challenges for morning TV, one of the challenges for today's show is obviously a younger audience is, does not stare at the screen. You know, it's just on the wall. It's a different, you have kids, you see the way they consume, they stream. So how do you keep your current audience oh. happy? I, I know this is the billion dollar question. And, and and bring a new audience in because it's... And look, this is cable news has this problem. Morning shows have this problem. Late night shows have this problem. What people don't understand is even a show like Seth Meyers, which is a hip late night show, the average viewer is pushing 60. Yep. I mean, so it's like, what's the answer? Now, is it, okay, well, we just moved to streaming, but what they've shown is that for whatever reason, news doesn't translate as much to streaming. So let's, let's, put our, let's roll up our sleeves a little bit. What do we do about this? The short answer is... Um 
there are right now, as we're having this conversation, six people, not, not 15 feet from me, uh, who are trying to figure this out. Uh, I'm in my office at 30 Rock, and this is a conversation that we have ad nauseum. Here's the problem. Or, no, here's one of the problems. One of the things we have discovered at the Today Show is sometimes when we try, when we go out of our way to try to reach a, a younger demo, to appeal to that 25, 30-year-old viewer. Um, You're moving off brand. You're moving off brand. Then you, bingo. you, you lose your audience. Bingo. Yeah, that's, the, that's the conundrum. Bingo. That's the conundrum. It's, it's our, you know, our average viewer is just north of 60. They're like, who, yeah. who is this TikTok star? Like, why? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why am I listening to this? Right. Yeah. Where's, you know, where's Martha Stewart? Martha's supposed to be on yeah. the floor. <laughs> and, and, and so, I, I, but I have always been of the opinion, and this is, just, I think this is just the optimist in me. There are very few, you know this, you're brand guy, you've built your brand on brands. Um, there are very few solid, brands left in media i would contend the today show yeah. today's show is number one it, today's show you got to put is number one it's, I, I mean you, you have to put it up there as a, as a brand in media it's been around north of 70 years yeah and the people who and i'll be honest with you donnie when i started on the show i didn't i didn't appreciate it i didn't under yeah. i didn't understand the depth how it, it's a part of people's lives oh. it's one of those it's a media vehicle yes that is that is behavioral that you get you get people up in the morning, you start their day. It's uh, it's sometimes it's background, sometimes it's in the front, but it's viewed. It's like a friend. It's that's the way it's consumed. You you it we we call it relationship viewing, and the evening, evening news is different. Like you know, you people will tune in, they'll watch Lester for you know whatever, and it's like here's what happened in the world. When I when people come to the plaza, and there'll be a random woman from Ohio. She's like, Craig, how was Delano's first day at school? Um, <laughs> or Craig, yeah. I saw Lindsay's joke on Instagram yesterday. I, I, yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh my God, that's right. I said that on TV last week. And you just, you don't realize how much of a part of people's lives you become. And that's something that is not lost on me. I didn't appreciate it at first. But Donnie, in this day and age, that is a blessing. What, yeah. what we're figuring out, and it's funny because I, I actually think we're, we're, in the next couple of years, we're going to figure it out. We're going to get to a point where the Today Show isn't a morning show. It's it's not it's not consumed as you're eating cereal and getting the kids off to school. It it's going to become a brand that is consumed throughout the day in bite sized pieces. You're going to come home. You're going to stream the two or three segments that you queued up. Uh, you're well, that's what's happening to late night, late night. Yes, that, that's it's really where Fallon is going, yep. and they they understand that, and it's so yes, that's that's where it's going to go. Well, what we've yeah. got to figure out is how to monetize that in the same way we've been able to monetize the traditional. Uh, the answer is, from of course, I come from that business. It's not apples and apples. The no. answer is there's got it's a there'll have to be additional revenue streams because when you every dollar that goes from traditional media to digital media. There's there's leakage. It's, that just that's just the way it is. Let me know, ask you this. Let me get your. I'm glad you brought that up. Do, do you think that I want to? I want to be diplomatic in the in the way that I actually phrase the question. Do you think that there is a risk in in oversaturating a brand? 
do, do you think that part of, of, of some brands novelty is you can only get it here and at a certain time? No, no, because I think it's, it's bringing consumer utility. You know, it's a, a consumer is very selfish and very, you know, self-motivated. I don't mean that in the negative sense of the word. So if you're <laughs> delivering something to them, there's two, it's the, you actually set it up properly. The relationship part, the viewing part in total, people yeah. watching, whether it's an hour or two, I'm going to guess the average viewer is probably watching 45 minutes, but people who are watching chunks, mm -hmm. that, that is not going to translate through the day. So somebody I don't believe at four in the afternoon or seven at night is going to watch an hour of the Today Show, but it will, they will watch pieces of it. And I don't think it gets too saturated if those pieces are relevant and they're adding value. It's about adding value to the consumer. So, you, you know, because they're not saying, oh, I'm only going to watch so much of the Today Show. If the Today Show is delivering a concert and they didn't see it then, they can watch it later, they're going to want to watch it. If the Today Show delivered a breakthrough interview with the with the warden of the of the jail that the guy escaped from, you're going to watch that. So there's going to be pieces of it that will translate 24-7. Okay. That's, that's interesting because that's something else that we, you know, uh, that, that uh, we wrestle with to a certain extent. I mean, because you, I mean, listen, the Today Show right now, you can't escape us, Donnie Deutsch. It's yeah. today all day. You know, we're streaming. We're on Sirius XM. You got the four hour live broadcast. Like it's, you know, we, we, we are, we're everywhere. Um, so, you know, we're, when we're trying to get more places. So it's, uh, I don't know. It's, but no, it's, it's one of the few brands to your point. Um, it's knock on wood, at least it's not going anywhere. Well, man, Craig Mallon, I really appreciate your time. You're one of the true class acts in the business. Uh, this at September 24th and 25th, the Bottoms Up Invitational, Bridgeport, Connecticut. You've got a concert which features guys from Hootie and the Blowfish and guys from the Commodores. You got a pro am celebrity golf tournament with with big thugs like Willie Geist. Uh, it's for a great <laughs> cause. It's for the Collectoral Cancer Alliance, uh, something that we all, you raised 1.1 last year. Maybe you're going to raise 1.5 this year. And uh, you're a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you, my friend. I can do which I really enjoy this. I've always, I've never gotten to spend a whole lot of time with you. But uh, but now I see why you've endured for so long. You're such a, you're such a damn likable guy. Appreciate it. You know, we're going to find an excuse to get me on the nine o'clock. I'm going to come around with a, gar a new gardening tool or something to come on, something to promote on, on the nine o'clock hour. I got to figure it out. Open invitation. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll put something together. Okay. And I'll see, I'll see you at the concert. I'll be there, Beth. Thank you, brother.